Hey there, Cozy Zone friends. Ben Weber here. It has been a moment since we have last cozied, since we last zoned, and I am in a different place. I'm coming to you now from my new apartment in Kensington, Brooklyn, on Dorchester Road. I'm living alone, and I'm filled with feelings. And I'm starving to make art. What is a cozy zone? Last time we spoke, I unleashed a deluge of rubric components, including light, hide, warm, breathe, stretch, chat, feel, share, flirt, dream, play, make, soak, Steep. These are all good words. And yes, they are elements of a cozy zone. But I'm hankering for something a bit more simple and elegant, quick enough for our full and busy lives. A cozy zone is a place where artists dream. Thank you, Jasper, for this phrase. I I like it so much. A cozy zone is a place where artists dream. Looking back at all the places I've zoned, the bath, the park, restaurants, coffee shops, a hike, these are all places where we can let the fullness of our experience marinate through us, whether it's our joy or our sorrow or our fear or our anger or our hope or our ecstasy. And we can feel safe in that. We can feel the trueness of all of these feelings, and out of that maybe come some sort of inspiration for art we want to make or words we want to have with someone. The place today, Cozy's Own Friends, is my reckoning room. I have a, a true one-bedroom apartment with this gorgeous second living room. Right now I'm on the sixth floor right in the treetops overlooking the stately Victorian houses that inhabit the neighborhood. The walls are smeared with this textured cream plaster, and the floor is sweet, worn wood. Let me give you just a a proper tour. To the east, I've placed in between the room's two windows my wooden Ikea gorm shelf, which serves as an altar, a monolith of magic and power. At the top is a fisherman's lamp, a burled wood box, and a peach-scented candle. Moving our way down, there are two copies of Lisa Lacasio's forthcoming novel, Open Me, available wherever books are sold on August 7th. 
I was lucky enough to attend my genius friend Lisa's book launch at Greenlight Bookstore last Thursday. Before the launch, we had this delicious Italian dinner at Dino, and my sweet friend draped herself in napkins to protect from any spatters or spills that definitely erupt from eating delicious Italian food. And so we get to the venue and she gives a beautiful reading and there's this incredible interview and she's so smart and so charming and there's this endless book signing line and I get in sort of the back and I'm waiting and uh, I have my book ready to sign and I finally get there and Lisa gets her pen out to sign and we're chatting and we're laughing and we can't believe that we are at this moment meeting freshman year in college, uh, you know, dreaming about writing, dreaming about getting published and here she is at her NYC book launch and her elbow knocks a full cup of wine, red wine, onto her beautiful dress, just covering herself and the floor with red goodness and lo and behold i want to say a team of 10 people just descend on the scene and mop her up and have this amazing like industrial strength swiffer thing it's really incredible can i let me read you a, a description of her book open me roxana olson has always dreamed of going to paris and after high school graduation finally plans to travel there on a study abroad program, a welcome reprieve from the bruising fallout of her parents' divorce. But a logistical mix-up brings Roxana to Copenhagen instead, where she's picked up at the airport by Soren, a 28-year-old guide who is meant to be her steward. Instantly drawn to one another, Roxana and Soren's relationship turns romantic, and when he asks Roxana to accompany him to a small town in the north of Denmark for the rest of the summer, she doesn't hesitate to accept. There, Roxana's world narrows and opens as she experiences fantasy, ritual, and the pleasures of her body, a thrilling realm of erotic and domestic bliss. But as their relationship deepens... Soren's temperament darkens, and Roxana finds herself increasingly drawn to a mysterious local outsider whom she learns is a refugee from the Balkan War. An erotic coming of age like no other from a magnetic new voice in fiction, Open Me is a daringly original and darkly compelling portrait of a young woman discovering her power, her sex, and her voice, and an incisive examination of xenophobia, migration, and what it means to belong. Definitely buy Lisa's book. It's beautiful and challenging and sexy and disgusting and honest and painful. It does all the things I would want art to do. Pick it up. August 7th, it's going to be in bookstores, Grove Atlantic, get it, it's purple, it's so nice. Sharing the shelf with the books is a yellow Holga camera and a fleet of Imperial spacecraft. We got a Star Destroyer and some newer TIE fighters and an AT-AT and Kylo Ren's shuttle. We have a sweet note from Julia Lacasio, a million-dollar bill, and two plastic donkeys followed by two plastic turkeys from the farm on Adderley. Next shelf, moving down, we have this generous altar created by my sweetheart, a framed photograph of smash-type letters adorned with 10 magical 
objects. We have a dreidel, my tassel from grad school graduation, a wooden stamp, a metal feather, a pink middle finger warmer from the first women's march, an abstract colored pencil sketch that I did of Sage and Mira, a pile of goodies from Tim and Rania's wedding, speech bubble coasters from India, a kazoo, a drawing from Mira. Next shelf, moving down, my CUNY School of Professional Studies, MA in Applied Theater, Diploma, next to my Gallatin School of Individualized Study, Graduation, Speaker Plaque. Last shelf, okay, we got an empty wooden box, an empty cigar box, a box filled with smash-type stamp templates, and an empty black cardboard storage box. So that is the GORM shelf. Okay, so we're going to move south. We got this muscular wooden desk holding cups with pens. Uh, I have these day-old card stock to-do lists and a little pile of, of the following books. We have The Performer's Guide to the Collaborative Process by Sheila Kerrigan, Beautiful Trouble, a Toolbox for the Revolution, compiled by Andrew Boyd, and four books by Yale Statistics Professor Emeritus Edward Tufty. We have Envisioning Information, the Visual Display of Quantitative Information, Visual Explanations, and, a, and uh, oh yeah, one called Beautiful Evidence. And all of these books seek to make material and beautiful all, all different types of data. Okay, uh, so moving west along the wall, we have my black desk lamp sitting atop a red metal set of drawers containing post-its, note cards, tape, sculpie, paint, and tools. And all of that is labeled uh, with vinyl letters. Uh, very proud of that. Uh, next to that is an empty metal radio flyer wagon. Uh, next to that, we have a baby blue filing cabinet holding a, a globular psychedelic essential oil diffuser. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, we have a glass carboy filled with change. And finally, a stationary on a blue stool. On the northern wall, we uh, so we're, we're moving back. We're, we're to the back now. If you're facing south wall, we're Going north, we got a collaborative collage painting created one night to stave off loneliness and darkness. And perched atop the canvas of this uh, collaborative collage painting is this little paper wand I fashioned one time in therapy. Uh, my therapist has a whole collection of art-making materials in this little basket just for me that I have only used this one time to make this wand. Okay, underneath that, I got my juggling clubs and a big clipboard holding a sheet of blue cardstock that says, Heal me, please, that I scrawled one day in black Sharpie. I've made my own wall calendar out of this multicolored Staples memo pad block notes. Uh, in the center of the north wall is uh, our current month, August. And to the right is September. And to the left is the first week of October. I have big plans to finish October. I have a goal to make one meaningful art thing happen each day, kind of like meditation or morning pages, you know, just a little bit of something ritualistic each day, uh, you know, fingers crossed for giant results, okay? Uh, one of the first things I hung up was this painting on Masonite by Katie Diamond. It's this cracking egg on this green background that's so beautiful. And I love it so much. Thank you for my egg, Katie Diamond. 
And the Western Wall is smooth and blank, and sometimes I project stuff on there. Can I just talk about projection for a moment? I, I got to take a one moment just to call out, I'm thinking about making art, and around my art making, there is this overwhelming sense of shame. Does any of you can relate to that, anyone? I have this brutal choir of voices in my head that, that are incessantly shrieking that I'm not doing enough, that the little I do do is garbage, and I, I, I shouldn't even try. These are loud voices with me all the time. And I, and I think, so I'm here in the reckoning room, and that precisely is what the reckoning room is for. It's a place to invite these voices in and make things in spite of them because of them and alongside them. So I'm arguing that, that this reckoning room is an ideal cozy zone. It's, it's a place where I dream, and those dreams aren't always pleasant. In fact, it's quite nightmarish, but hopefully things may come of them. Also, this is a room where I have put a lot of ephemera from past relationships that I, I am hoping to sort through and I'm hoping to scheme about all of my future projects. I'm recommitting to this Cozy Zone podcast in some ways to recommit to my identity as an artist. And what's beautiful about podcasts is that we are capturing right now, forever, on the internet. So however I am, a little sweaty, a little filled with shame, you know, we get that for posterity on the internet. I want to talk about something I'm making right now, uh, something I'm actually finishing up. It's been in the works for, for years. So let me start way back in 2010, I devised this system of performance printmaking called Smash Type, in which participant performers choose to embody a single letter of the alphabet and work together to print messages using giant letter stamps. So, uh, skip forward, Saturday, June 27th, 2015, my dear friends, Katie and Jenny, uh, Katie, the artist who drew my cracking egg, they held a love fest to celebrate their love, their community, and their state-sanctioned relationship. And as a gift to them, I, I committed to creating a set of smash-type love fest glitter paddles. And so these are wooden fraternity paddles covered in three layers of Mod Podge and silver glitter, finished with black gaff tape along the edges and the handle for this leathery, glittery effect. Uh, and so I, I cut out foam letters in the typeface called Alba, which uh, is, this is the same typeface featured in a tattoo shared by them. And the idea is that there are 13 paddles, two letters on each side, and that if you possessed one of these paddles, you could really thwack someone on the ass or, or wherever, really, uh, probably the ass. Uh, you could stamp your letter onto them. You could presumably stamp 
your letter in the lower back uh, if you have some sort of uh, tramp desires. Uh, but really, it's, it's mainly to receive punishment uh, in a delicious way via these fraternity paddles. So today, I have been preparing these 13 paddles that are all finished to be shipped out to uh, a whole bunch of their beloveds. We're, we're actually going to do this on Tuesday. We're going to ship them all out. We're having a shipping party and thus closes a chapter in me trying to make some art. So uh, stay tuned for that. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm proud. And uh, here it is on the record. Now, a cozy zone, of course, is a place to dream and to make art and something I wanted to offer to you, dear listeners of Cozy Zone, is is some sort of performance, a live performance in real time, or at least live in the fact that it is happening now and will be forever captured on the internet. Please enjoy this moment of podcast performance. I tried to find my sadness. I climbed into my softest deep. I tried to find my sadness. I cried in into this empty place, seeking it. I spied in a little bold a figure, digging it. I tried in just to know her name, being naked. I tried in to hide my sadness. I cried into this lonely place. I tried in and trying to touch my sadness. Reach out and I tried to touch my sadness. Oh, smear the muck, mash the dirt, pound the stink, poke. The dark. Take me nothing at the I tried trying to touch my sadness. I died before I knew her name. Thank you.
we are intimately finding our peaceful, cozy zone. And Ben, he interviews friends. It's awkward and then it's cozy zone. Occasionally it's a lovely thing to be nosy in somebody's cozy zone. So please snuggle up sweet. A beautiful thing, it's cozy zone.